Kate, and I'm back with another one of our greatest hits. This one is from the summer of 2018, and it's perfect for this time of year. My former co-host Anissa and I talk about how to really unplug on vacation and why it's really detrimental to your health if you don't. And if you really must check work on vacation, we also cover the best way to do that. So take a listen and then please take some time off. You deserve it. So we're at the peak of vacation season and I took a week off for the first time in a long time and I am really proud to say that I did not check anything work-related until the day before I came back from vacation. That's goals, Kate. That's goals. <laughs> Is that how you always approach vacation? You know, for the most part, I'm I'm not always the best at taking a large chunk of time off at once. Usually I'll take like a long weekend, but... Um, which is a problem, in fact, that a lot of Americans have. According to a report by Project Time Off, in 2017, 52% of Americans had unused vacation time at the end of last year. That's a lot of people. That's Yeah, it's more than half. Just didn't take vacation. But I'm pretty good at being unplugged, at least, when I'm out of the office. How about you? I mean, for me, I would say it depends. My most recent week off, I deliberately chose a physical activity and nature-centric vacation, and I felt like you're kind of forced to unplug when you're in the middle of the woods. Didn't you run a half marathon on your vacation? I did, I did. I might have also done that because I realized that's also a great way to unplug. Yeah, you can't you can't check work email <laughs> while you're running a half marathon. Yeah. And, you know, there's something about running and stress that kind of makes you see things in a very, very rational way. Mm. And then we kind of went hiking for the rest of the time, so... I feel like it's a lot easier to unplug because you're kind of almost forced to do it. And just when you're surrounded by trees and you feel really small, you don't really feel like checking your work email because you realize that it's like really insignificant. Welcome to Secrets of the Most Productive People, a productivity podcast where we try to figure out how to work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company Senior Editor, Kate Davis. And I'm Fast Company's Editorial Assistant, Anissa Purbasari Horton. Summer is finally here. So this week, we are going to try to answer the question that seems so hard for a lot of Americans. Can you really unplug on vacation? The million dollar question. I mean, in our connected state of the world, when we are on our phones 24-7, it seems like unplugging has become an aspirational activity. This is really crazy if you think about it, because back in the day when we didn't have smartphones or even laptops to carry around, we took time off. We didn't have a choice but to unplug. This is also, we should point out, a uniquely American problem. In European countries, they effectively shut down for a month or so in the summer. But in America, we just can't. We just can't stop working. (laughs) Is it like that in New Zealand, where you're from? Well, I had quite a unique experience because I was a lawyer in a law firm, and their work culture is a little bit crazy everywhere in the world. (laughs) But apart from that, um, I will say I wouldn't really call it shutdown, but definitely during the summer, there is a significant slowdown. Legally, all employees, I believe, are entitled to four weeks of paid leave when they've worked at a place for a year in New Zealand, which I know is a luxury that US workers don't have. I think because of that, the vacation culture in New Zealand is very strong. People don't feel guilty about taking time off. Mm. They feel entitled to it. And I feel like there is a clear difference in terms of the guilt. I don't know if that's just a New York thing or a VUS thing, but I feel like people are a lot more kind of funny about taking time off here. It's like a badge of honor. Exactly. It's in the same way that people love to say they're busy. 
So yes. like it correlates with being important or something. Like exactly. I'm too important to take a vacation. I'm so yeah. busy. Yeah. Whereas I feel like it's kind of the other way in New Zealand where it's like, well, if you have, you know, the time to take a vacation and go and <laughs> live in your holiday house, that's a sign of success. I know. Yeah, that's like a status symbol. I mean, not being able to take a vacation is not a status symbol, you know, is, I know. is a symbol of like something's wrong with your life. Yeah, exactly. The guilt thing is the one thing that I find kind of weird to adjust, but I have noticed that I've started kind of feeling like that myself, which is really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so my secret, my, it's not so much of a secret because I've written articles about it, but I don't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, how can you get work done? What can you do? And I'm like, I'm not saving lives, you know? Like, <laughs> like, and it's the same way about vacation. Like, no one's going to die. Yeah. Our, our work is very important. I love what we do, but it's not so critical that we can't take time off and we yes, can't unplug. Yes. As you point out, that kind of gets to to the fact that it's possible now, if you do have a smartphone, to check in on work almost 24-7 from almost anywhere in the world. Almost everywhere has Wi-Fi unless you're in the woods or running a half marathon. <laughs> Could have gotten Wi-Fi as you were running. I was using Spotify <laughs> to yeah. fuel me through my yeah. half marathon. See, there are a few solutions to this. You could A, go somewhere without Wi-Fi, which as I said is increasingly hard these days. You could B, not take any devices with you. Shock horror. <laughs> which is something that most people are not willing to do. How will you get around? Or C, sheer willpower, which I think is the approach that we are going to end up advocating for the most here. Yeah, I mean, willpower, we've written a lot of that, right? But that's a whole other issue. But realistically, you're right in terms of the fact that no one can work 24-7, even if it is possible now Mm -hmm. to work 24-7. And especially if your job is stressful and demanding and requires a lot of thinking, if you don't let yourself have some time away, you're just going to burn out and you might end up having to be forced to take time off because you might get sick. Like I noticed mm-hmm. that this happens to me a lot when I get stressed. Even if I've been eating really healthy and exercising, eating, you know, enough sleep or whatever, I somehow get sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Burnout is a real actual problem and working all the time is it's bad for your health, it's bad for your productivity, and it's bad for, like, you don't come up with good ideas and you don't do the best work exactly. if you're working all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And you're slower, you're less efficient at your job, and you can't mentally and physically give 100%, even if you feel like you're giving 150%. Yeah, you're not. I mean, it's the same thing as we said a few episodes ago when we were talking about sleep mm-hmm. and the time that I got a full night's sleep, and I said, oh, I have so many ideas. It's like when you take that time off and you unplug and you recharge, like you come back better at your job. It's sort of weird because I feel like everyone knows that, but then there's still such resistance to Mm -hmm. taking vacations. Because they're too important and too busy. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's, you know, like we're saying, that's where unplugging comes in. And, you know, as we've been hinting at, there's a lot of research that shows that taking a vacation makes you better at your job. But that's assuming that you spent your vacation getting refreshed and recharged, which is, of course, different for everyone. It usually involves disconnecting in some way from your day-to-day grind. Last year, we asked three organizational psychologists what makes a vacation restorative. And the one common thing that they all said was detachment from work. Right, because if you're constantly checking your email, you're still mentally attached to the day-to-day grind. So you might be physically not in the office and in the beach somewhere having a cocktail but your mind's still at work. Yeah. It's not so much relaxing to like sip a pina colada while checking email. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like, like they cancel each other out. Client fly- fires that you don't really need to do it because there's lots of other people in the office who are as capable as you are. And you're not that important. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our theme. 
To fully unplug on your vacation, you have to do some work to set yourself up in advance. Yeah, I've definitely had vacations when I didn't prepare properly, and I paid for it by having a really miserable Friday evening um, and then having to spend the first couple of days of my vacation recovering from my horrible uh, (laughs) Friday evening. So we had an article in 2017 outlining the steps for maximum pre-vacation preparation based on interviews with several time management experts. So the first thing they said is to give your colleagues and clients advance notice. So rather than waiting until your first day of vacation to set up an out-of-office signature, you should include it in your email signature two or three weeks so you can let them know, hey, just letting you know that in a couple of weeks I'll be out of office from this day to this day. If you do that, it's harder for anyone to dump a bunch of work on your last day because you gave them plenty of warning. Yes, that's really smart. I actually did something similar to that before my maternity leave, which I just want to say is not a vacation. <laughs> and by any stretch of maternity leave is not vacation. But I was going to be out of the office for several months. And so I couldn't just be like, well, baby's here out of the office. You know, you had I had to do a lot of advanced planning. So I really managed people's expectations Clearly, I'm going to be gone. I am not going to be checking email. I think that's an important thing you have to put in your out of office now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you just say, I'm out of the office, people assume that you might be checking emails. I know. I still get so many emails being like, hey. I am out of the office. I am not checking email. Really manage the expectations. If it's regarding this, contact this person, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I have another little trick, which is I almost don't want to say it. I lie sometimes about the day I'm returning. Ah. So if, you, if you're coming back on a Monday, you could say you're coming back on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, So that yeah. way you have the mo- people were still going to email you anyways. Exactly. But that way you have the Monday to like help yourself recover. Yeah, yeah. But now, but I never do that. So my out of offices are totally true. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so experts say that the week before vacation is a good time for streamlining or automating your days as much as possible. So you just kind of make yourself the most efficient right before vacation. You prep, you, you pack your lunch and Instead of going out, you don't schedule any last minute meetings because you know how much those eat up time. So you use that like time right before vacation to like power work. Another suggestion that I personally appreciated was giving yourself permission to do only what's necessary. Because often we think that something is urgent and it really needs to be done right then and there. But if we kind of take a step back, we actually realize that, well, we don't have to do it right now. We could do it when we come back or we could give it to someone else to do. And like, I think that spending a little bit of time with your colleagues, giving them a heads up on how to, you know, take care of certain things in your absence, like that's a normal part of office life. It's not like, again, I feel like this is kind of where the guilt comes in and where you say people feel like they're too important. But in reality, there are probably other people in the office that could do parts of your job. I know. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. Again, it's not a vacation. Maternity leave was a good practice for being out and prepping people for being out because you do think like nobody else can do my job and it's like well nobody else can do my job exactly the way I do it but Uh people can do parts of your like they can get by you know people can do parts of your job you can delegate things out yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's smart to block out the last couple of hours for your last day before you leave just to tidy up any loose ends and we all know that unexpected things come up so you know just get those all those like last minute things out of the way so that you can leave and just be done. So we know the benefits of unplugging and how we can set ourselves up so that we're not scrambling and tearing our hair out. But how can we deal with all the work that piles up when we come back? And what if we just can't unplug on vacation? And you know, we need to work. 
So we decided to turn to an expert to answer those questions. Julie Morgenstern is an organizing and productivity consultant and is the author of several time management books, such as Time Management from the Inside Out and Never Check Email in the Morning. Thank you for being here with us, Julie. I'm delighted to be here. (laughs) So first, what are your thoughts on unplugging on vacation? I think that you need to unplug on vacation. That's the way brain science works. You come back smarter, sharper, Mm -hmm. more perceptive. You can solve problems in an instant Mm -hmm. that when you're exhausted, take you 36 hours. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a real advantage biologically and for work performance Mm -hmm. to unplug. Is it something that everyone should be striving for? I mean, you know, we live in an age where it's possible to work 24-7 and for some people they find it too hard. Like, do you think that it's possible to do that in the digital age? It depends on your job and it depends on your team. And sometimes it depends on really, you know, where you're going in the world. Sometimes if you're actually completely in the wrong time zone, it's almost forced upon you. I've had many clients who actually were in that situation that otherwise never would have unplugged. But because they were in a 12-hour time zone difference, they're like, oh, my gosh. And it all was okay. Or somewhere without Wi-Fi. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So some of this is really in our own heads, Mm -hmm. right? It's like if we can, we feel we should. Mm -hmm. If we can't, all of a sudden we get the benefit. We're like, we couldn't. So it wasn't that we were being irresponsible. We just couldn't. We've all heard these things before, right? Like we hear that vacation is good for you and that it's good for your productivity. And and we know like it's one of those things we should do. But then we've, we talked about, too, how Americans, like 52 percent of Americans don't use all their vacation time. Like Americans are really bad at taking vacation to begin with. And then when we do take vacation, a lot of us work on vacation, I guess. So now that we know the benefits how do we actually do it? How do we actually make ourselves unplug on vacation if we are somewhere with Wi-Fi in the right time zone? You know, where those temptations to check in are yeah. there. So I, I want to go up one notch because I think you're making a really important uh, observation. What keeps us from go- taking that vacation time? Some of it, it's our own importance, but some of it is just really a, a satisfaction of mm. getting things done. You know, when you're building your career Mm -hmm. and you're trying to establish yourself with clients or your boss or your team, it's a very transactional work. I get this to do done and I get credit. I do this and I get credit. And it's very satisfying to check things off a list Mm -hmm. and feel like you're, and and it's true, you're building your career, right? So you need to have a mindset shift to recognize that your value at work is not just your accessibility. Mm. It's your brain power. It's your ability to solve problems. It's your ability to think and innovate. And in order to cultivate that innovative, creative, problem-solving, unique mind of yours, you need this continuum between work, which is expenditure of all that brain power, mm. and recharge. Like you're a cell phone mm-hmm. that has to go recharge. I think, and I, and we talked about it, the kind of uniquely American mindset that it's like, it's lazy to take a vacation or something. Yeah. And so the way that we can maybe coax more Americans to take vacations, be like, oh, no, it's for work. Exactly. Like you're you're helping do your job better if you do this. You know, yeah. it's true. And and I know that's a little bit of a sad statement that we have to justify <laughs> vacation. Like, you can't just say because it's not it for feels you. good. It's yeah. for your company. Yeah. Another um, another analogy I can think of is athletes. You know, they can't be they can't train every day. They have to recover and mm-hmm. they take recovery very seriously. Exactly that's kind of what right. I try to do when I feel guilty. It's like, I'm not going to be used to anyone 
if my brain is foggy the next morning. That's I mean, right. not not to pat myself on the back, but I've never felt guilty while drinking a pina colada by a pool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you have to feel good about it. I think the athlete Anissa is a perfect analogy. And that's true. We're a human machine, right? And we have to recover, take recover seriously. And then you want to do it in a really responsible way so that people at your company are not left high and dry. Mm -hmm. And for you, you're not coming back to like a giant pileup. Yes. Because then vacation hardly feels worth the time off. So how do you do it responsibly? I think one thing is you want to think about the timing, right? When are you going to do it and try to cycle it? Most people do have to sort of check with, but if you're running your own company. Yeah. You have some sort of calendar of everyone's not taking the same week off. Exactly. Two, I think you want to start really preparing for your vacation probably at least three weeks in advance. For a week vacation or for a... I would say even for a week vacation. Okay. Absolutely. Um, You know, and you're thinking about your workload and getting things done before you go, which, by the way, that's another benefit of vacation for work. You get your to-dos done Mm -hmm. that have been sitting around for months. You're like, I'm not going to get on that plane until this is done and this is done and this is done. So it actually gets more work done. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism disappears, right? Mm -hmm. Procrastination gone. Any ridiculous interruptions or Mm -hmm. meetings, you're like, nope, sorry, that wasn't our topic. We got to stay focused. (laughs) I got a pina colada to get to. (laughs) People stay on the agenda. But it really gets the work done. So I think everyone should go on vacation at least twice a year to make sure they clear their desks and their pile up. It's really true. That's another good mental shift. It's right? like, I need to get my, you know, all my work done. So I have to take a vacation yeah. next month. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you want to, so you get those things done. What do you need to get done? And then you need to think about what is going to come in while you're out and what can be covered by somebody else. And you start chopping that down and getting as much off your plate as you can. You may get to 10 or 15 percent that, you know what, if this happens while I'm gone, I I really am the only one who can solve that mm-hmm. problem. So, you know, you you batch and you group and you get people to cover for you and then you set expectations for everybody who depends on you in advance. Mm-hmm. Work should just get handled while you're gone, except small, you know, you're in the middle of designing a new building. And if there's a huge problem that, you know, is going to cost X dollars Mm -hmm. or more. Yes, call me. So it sounds like you set up a here's all of you handle these things. But if these list of things happen, then this. Correct. Like then go to this person or then call me in an emergency, you know. That's right. And The ideal is that you're really not tied at all to your device and people will call you. You give them really clear instructions. You are absolutely welcome to call me in these four circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I want you to. I was just going to say I heard this great advice years ago that somebody said they put in their out of office if it's urgent, call my mom. Yes. Here's her phone number. (laughs) Because they said like that really makes people stop and think how urgent is it? But, you know, it was that like, oh, I'm not going to call somebody's mother. OK, I guess I can figure this out for myself. Yeah. Or yeah. at least I'll try and figure it out myself and find the solutions first yeah. before I just go and yeah. interrupt the vacation. Yeah. And, and and I would pile on to that. Your out of office message is, you know, I am out of the office. I will be returning at this date. There's mm-hmm. a few different things, which means either I'm going to be checking email very sporadically yeah. or I'm, I'm off email. Yeah. 
uh, please contact so-and-so. And if it is an emergency that cannot wait here, you know, call me. If you need to reach me, contact if you're lucky enough to have an assistant mm-hmm. or a colleague. Mm-hmm. Say, contact so-and-so who will find me wherever I am in the world, you know? And that just, it really makes people stop and think. If people are reliant on email, they're very lazy. Yeah. But if they, they have don't. to make a phone call, they think three times before they do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. We've written and interviewed experts who say that, you know, unplugging is like a great thing to do, but not everyone can necessarily do it. Like, there are some people who've arg- who argue that, you know, some people love their job and... It's actually restorative for them to do a little bit of work on vacation. Because they feel stressed if because they, they feel don't stressed. stress. Yes. Check, yeah. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that? And how can an individual know whether that's restorative for them or completely unplugging is the better way to go? Yeah, it's a good question. And there's some validity to that, that if your work fuels you mm-hmm. and it just energizes you and, you you know, it's going to stress you more out for all these projects to pile up and stall while you're away and you enjoy them, then I think working a little bit, checking in, as long as it is contained to a particular time in the day. Okay, so you set you, you have a vacation and you say 10 a.m. for half an hour, I'm going to check my email and then never again the rest of the day. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have an hour or so to touch base yeah. and then you go out. So compartmentalizing it really makes a difference. And when you're on vacation, what you really want to do, it's an opportunity to be fully present. Yeah. Right. Which we all talk about mindfulness and Mm -hmm. how important that is and valuable and nourishing and uh, enriching it is. Vacation is a great time to be automatically Mm -hmm. mindful because you're in an unfamiliar place. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not a regular environment. If your head is down, yeah. You're losing that built-in, easy, like, meditation all day moment. It's true because that's a lot of, like, the mindfulness advice that you get is is you kind of have to force yourself into that in your daily life. Like, take a different route to work or, you know, like, introduce that novelty into your life. But vacation is nothing but novelty. So, yeah, you're auto- you're right. You're automatically in this new, mindful, meditative, like, awareness state that you're going to ruin by looking at your by dumb phone. At your phone. I, the only other thing I would say for people to practice. <laughs> That's and smart. So, practice being unplugged. Practice yeah. being unplugged. Try it on a weekend, mm-hmm. right? And take a Saturday and just say, I'm like completely unplugged for the day. Or Friday night, you know, from six o'clock mm-hmm. until I go to sleep or till noon on Saturday and just you have to build up your tolerance mm-hmm. and the experience. And, and then when you realize, wow, this is great, you're, it becomes sort of self-perpetuating much easier over time. Yeah. Figure out what things you can do to amuse yourself that aren't looking at your phone, too. You know, then you have those in, in your mind, because I think a lot of people check their phone as a reflex and for entertainment as well as as work. And so if you can figure out what those other things are. Yeah. Yeah. Come up with a list. And, you know, every time you find yourself going to the phone, just like ask yourself, like, is this the highest and best use of my time right now? <laughs> that simple question yeah. will pull you away and go, yeah. of course it's not. I yeah. should talk to the person sitting next <laughs> yeah. to me. Yes. I should look out at the ocean. Yes. I should just, is this the highest and best use of my time right now? Yes. Just ask that's that a, question. It'll stop you in your tracks. That's, that's a, a great question. Yeah. To for ask. Thing. Yeah. Not yes. even just, you know, not even just when it comes to checking your phone, but even the kind of work you're doing. 
Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. constantly throughout your day. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is this the highest and best use of my time? That's great. I love it. So, Julie, how do you prepare for vacation so you come back restorative? Well, I'm preparing as we speak. I'm leaving tomorrow night for oh, that's 12 exciting. days. Probably started six weeks ago in my head. I run a company, my own company, and I just set deadlines for the big projects. Mm-hmm. What's got to be done so that I can be at ease when I am on vacation? We had rebranded. I have a book coming out in September. We had all these marketing plans to get done. So I set a bunch of deadlines, what must be done that will put me at ease. Mm -hmm. And then for the day-to-day stuff that's coming, I just have allocated what is my assistant going to cover, what is my marketing person going to cover, and I just delegated it. And I may check in, (laughs) but I want my team to feel they do have access to me at one point every day. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're living you're, you're living your, what you preach. Yeah, I do try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. I think this has been a, really helpful. There's a lot of like, good tips that I'm going to take from this, especially the, is this the highest and best use of my time? I'm going to be chanting that to myself all the time. I think we should have that as a poster. Yes. <laughs> <I guess>. yes. <laughs> yes. And that's just a good productivity tip in general. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Great. Thank good. you. Thank you so much. Well, it was really good to hear that a lot of the ideas that we have about unplugging and why we need to unplug and how to get back on track when we come back from vacation, we're kind of on the right track already. We are on the right track. And it's also good to hear that if you do check your email or do work once a day, that that's okay as well, (laughs) that you just need to be contained about it. Yes, we're all validated. We're all validated. And that's it for this week's episode of Secrets of the Most Productive People. Do you unplug on vacation? Do you even take a vacation? Let us know with the hashtag FCMostProductive. And we hope whatever you do, you find a way to make your summer vacation restorative. Next episode, we'll be talking about the truths and myths of multitasking. It's not one you want to miss. And for more information on how you can work smarter, not harder, sign up for our productivity newsletter, Work Smart, which comes out on Sunday evenings. Sign up links are available in the show notes below. Fast Company's handles are also available on the show notes below. Don't forget to listen to our other podcast, Creative Conversation, with Casey Affini. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Shannon Burner. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye.